You're listening to an Arts Mitten podcast. I am Zach, joined by Ben here on Arts Mitten. How you doing, Ben? I'm still doing great. Still doing great? Great. <laughs> and we're also joined by our guest. We are joined by Brandon Pape, the Artistic Director at Antipodes Theatre Company, who are currently putting on, or will be putting on, Guys and Dolls. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you going? Yeah, going well. We, uh, I'm just stepping out from one of our rehearsals at the moment, so um, it's a very exciting time. Amazing, amazing. So just to kick us off, uh, what should the audience expect from your reimagining, I guess, of Guys and Dolls? So we, uh, when we took this show on, we knew that we wanted to present it in a way that uh, perhaps hasn't been done before, hasn't, you know, uh, something that we could find in the material to sort of bring it into 2023, uh, provide audiences with a new experience. And what we came up with was um, we're actually setting the whole thing inside of uh, one of the locations in the story, the hot box. And uh, whereas the show was written in the 50s, uh, we're actually drawing inspiration from the original Damon Runyon stories, which uh, would have been re- written in the 20s and 30s, and setting our production inside of uh, turning the hotbox into sort of a Prohibition-era speakeasy. So we're transforming Chapel Off Chapel into our own version of sort of what a 1929 New York speakeasy would be like, and specifically, or I should say more specifically within our production, uh, a kind of safe haven for um, members of the queer community and looking at the production through that lens and sort of using the both the title, Guys and Dolls, and the fact that it is subtitled A Musical Fable as jumping off points for uh, kind of looking at how this piece resonates uh, for a 2023 audience. Yeah, wow, that sounds really fun and exciting. Um, so, Brandon, you've got a lot of work behind your belt, um, different projects and everything. So how does this project compare to anything you've ever directed before or been a part of? It is so much bigger than anything <laughs> I've ever done. This is very much the biggest project for us as a company by far. It's It's you know, double the cast, double the, you know, band, uh, the crew, everybody working on it. It's just, it is, it is such a huge undertaking, but uh, we really felt like it was important to, you know, looking, looking at uh, our community of artists, we really wanted to focus on what is going to be most useful and meaningful to them. And just, I guess, from a personal perspective, you know, having done, um, I'm, obviously not originally from Australia, but um, having done a lot of work uh, that originated in the United States and since moving to Australia and starting Antipodes, uh, we have been focused a lot on new work and bringing Australian voices to the forefront of what it is that we support and and, um, the resources that we allocate. A lot of that goes to new work. And so this is really an opportunity for us to um, kind of uh, align the communities of artists that we've been working with and a sort of classic golden age text that perhaps um, could use a little bit of a refresh and, you know, completely honoring, you know, everything that makes this show such a great show. I mean, it is one of the best musicals ever written. And, you know, we, our, our main priority is, you know, 
putting this show on and and doing it justice. And we're just um, we're going about that to, in a way that also brings along the the community of artists that we've built in the four years since we've started Antipodes. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit more about making it an immersive experience? Like, what is the set design like? Were there any props that you had to make? Anything like that? Yeah. So um, we in in setting it in a speakeasy, uh, we wanted to utilize sort of the the Roaring Twenties and kind of the everything that goes along with uh, you know sort of that that the height of you know what was what we were experiencing especially in the in new york in in the 1920s which was um you know a a kind of uh you know it was it was a um pinnacle for you know self-expression and for nightlife and kind of you know the sort of bacchanalian feel and so we really wanted to capture that in our immersive setting. And I know that immersive is kind of a dirty word and scares a lot of people, but our interpretation of that is not so much to um, make it a like interactive experience. It's more about sort of treating the space in such a way that no matter where you're sitting in the audience, you feel like the world is kind of coming out and surrounding you. And um, we just really want to get you know, in the theater, we call it the fourth wall and we want to sort of break the fourth wall a bit and let the audience into the world in a really meaningful way. And so, yeah, we've come up with a few little, we have a few tricks up our sleeve. Um, there's going to be kind of a, you know, we're, we're sort of treating the entry into, so people will sort of uh, from the minute they walk in the door kind of be transported into our little hot box environment and, you know, the cast, uh, and the musicians will be activating the space. You know, they'll be on stage throughout. Um, you know, as P- as the show is about to begin, and you know, during the interval and things like that. So we're we're having a lot of fun discovering, you know, that world, the world of the speakeasy, and how that translates into our interpretation and production of the story of Guys and Dolls. Mm, yeah. No, I love that. That sounds so good. Um, so how does how does it feel to take on such an iconic and widely loved show, especially you know having it reimagined? Do you feel like any like pressure keeping expectations? Absolutely, yeah. I think um, one of the things we as a company are always focused on is you know we don't want to alienate any of our audience. I think it's really important that um, shows you know address the the target audience that they're intended for but that we we sort of view our our mission as a company is um we're we're calling it an invitation to engagement and so we want as many people to engage with this work as possible and so uh you know when we use terms like you know reinterpreting or reimagining it's not we're not trying to fix anything i feel like you know this piece is so well written and the songs are so um there is so much to the storytelling and 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 what is on the page that we actually have to do very little and and um at the same time it can stand up to a variety of interpretations and we we sort of compare it to you know if you're used to you know in film terms if you're used to sort of you know the focus being on you know one part of the the screen it's like 
almost like we're just kind of panning the camera a little bit to one side and sort of showing you aspects of the story that you never even thought were there or thought to think of or never knew were there. And that's kind of, you know, so we're not changing the story. We're just trying to interpret it in ways that perhaps audiences haven't, you know, thought to experience with this work. So it's, it's been a really, it, it is, you know, um, it's a gift because it is such a good show we have such good material to work with. And so, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries of what, um, you know, how far we can take it in terms of what makes sense to us and to this amazing cast of actors and everybody working on it has really been, um, uh, I think what has made the experience so special because we get to, allow everyone to sort of come to the table with their own ideas of, you know, what this story means to them. That's great. And um, I guess stepping back a little bit, what is it about theatre that drew you to it in the first place? What is it about theatre that you love? Oh, my goodness. I think um, I ask myself that constantly. Uh, <laughs> why am I doing this? But I think, uh, I, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, this is an art form that, um, only exists with the people that are in the room and it is live and kinetic and visceral. And um, there is so much to be gained from experiencing something in a room with other people. I think that if nothing else, COVID taught us that, you know, our connection to each other is not to be taken for granted and, and the ability and the privilege to experience something, you know, in a room full of people who are, you know, focused on one thing and, and, you know, all get to walk away with their own experience and their own interpretation, their own questions and, you know, uh, how that is going to sort of live with them for the next day or week or years, you know, into, um, into the rest of their lives. So I think that was sort of in, uh, I, I, it was clear to me from a young age, what the power of, you know, how the power of theater translates. And I think, um, yeah, I've just spent so much of my career kind of trying to explore, you know, in space with other people, how we can harness that, that feeling and that magic and, you know, collaboration is such a huge part of what theater artists get to experience. And I think, you know, the artists working on this are just, you know, I, I, you know, I can't sing their praises enough. It's just, it's wonderful to be in a room with people who care so much and are so, um, you know, willing to bring, you know, so much of themselves to the table and, and be able to work on something that, you know, has such high artistic merit. And also, you know, at the end of the day, you, you get to build relationships and make new friends and, and, you know, have uh, the camaraderie of like really looking forward to showing up each day, which um, isn't always the case. So <laughs> I feel very lucky working in the theater. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Um, so do you have like a dream show to direct or be a part of? Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, there's so many. I think at the moment, my answer to that question is always um, like I, I – I don't know. It's the next, it's the next thing that I come across mm. the next thing that I see the next, you know, uh, the next new project that makes me go, 
I I have to, you know, I have to spend more time on this. So it would have to be something new that, you know, doesn't even exist yet. That's what I want to be working on. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you so much for telling us about, yeah, Entropy Theatre Company's production of Guys and Dolls. Uh, if people want to find out more information, where can they look? Uh, com is our website. And, um, yeah, we're performing at Chapel of Chapel, so you can also check out uh, their website as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to an Art Smitten podcast. You can listen to Art Smitten live every Saturday from 12pm on Sin. Mm-hmm.